you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome to NFL Total Access, the locker room. I am Mike Garofalo. And I'm Real Mike Rob. What up, Jeezy? Real Mike Rob. No fake Mike Robs. We don't do that no. here. We do real Mike Robs. <laughs> um, happy early. I mean, can I say happy new year? I mean, when's your new year start? I remind uh, me again. My new year start in March with the equinox. That's when the true new years of the planet really is. But the Gregorian New Year's is right. in... Uh, this weekend, yes. But why do you pick the spring equinox and not the fall equinox? How do we know that that's the first equinox? Because that's when the first signs of life, when you're growing food and the animals, everything is about okay. how the sun and food grows. It's about our survival, right? And in Got March, it. that's why they use the bunny rabbit as the symbol for Easter, because the sun actually hops back into a certain part of the zodiac, which I'm not going to get into. But yeah, that's what yeah. it's all about. There you go. All right. Now that we've established that, let's talk about football because that's what we do here on this podcast. Uh, sprinkling a little bit of everything. I mean, we want you we want you to be fully educated when you come here. We have a well-rounded education, but I know you're mostly here for football. So let's dive into it as we get into week 17, which used to oh, be. Jeezy, hold up. Before you go, I know we got something that's written down and all that stuff, man. But look, the hell with that. I'm taking a hard left. Bro, Carson Wentz, COVID. First of yeah. all, I just did some Instagram stuff yesterday about how what if this happens in the playoffs and it's a franchise quarterback? I mean, like the league can't be happy about this, man. Like it, it what's your thoughts on it, man? Because I think this, people don't realize how many players the well, teams have <laughs> to actually have eyes on to be able to fill rosters, man. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. I was going to stay away from this only because oh. this could be dated. <laughs> By the oh, time we okay. get this up, but where, where we're headed here, where we're headed. There okay? you Because as we tape this, as I just said on uh, NFL Now and NFL Network, we are expecting the protocols to change. And 
We are expecting now that instead of a mandatory 10-day window in which vaccinated, excuse me, unvaccinated players are sidelined, that it's now going to be five days for everybody because that's the new CDC updated uh, protocols uh, or updated suggested protocols from the CDC, which are now going to lead to the updated NFL protocols, which means Carson Wentz, who tested positive on Monday, could very well be cleared as long as he's, uh, we'll see what what the hard rules are, but could be cleared by Saturday. And okay. now that these tests are being conducted on Monday, for most players, if it's five days, you'll be on the list. You may not practice, but you may be back by the by the weekend. We are now headed into a new phase of COVID. <laughs> um, and, and Dr. Alan Sills, the NFL's chief medical officer, has been clear about this. We are headed into, it's almost like a new disease is the way that he phrased it. Uh, mm-hmm. Different than the one that we first encountered. Now, some may say that, it's really not that different, Mike Rob. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put that aside for now because we're not going to get into that debate. But from a football protocol standpoint, we are now uh, – it's much more lax, much more uh, forgiving as far as a player's ability to get back on the field. So it looks like Carson Wentz might be back. Looks like a lot of these guys that we thought were going to be out for two games, Darius Leonard being one of them, the Colts linebacker, uh, going to be back. Well, well, that's um, good. That, that's yeah. good, man, because the players I've spoken to in locker rooms, and again, we've talked about this for weeks now, are like, damn, bro, like I, I did everything that they told me, and I still got to sit out. I'm still missing games. I didn't want to get to this shot, but whatever the case may be. So I'm glad to just hear that. But, like, there's no way <laughs> – I mean, the Saints on Monday, the Saints this past Monday night, bro, like almost everybody, all of their stars were out, man. It was almost hard to watch that game. And, and don't get me wrong, I don't want to take any credit away from Miami. I think they're a decent team. I think their defense keeps them in games. Their offensive line is horrible. I think Tua has done an okay job. I don't put him in the elite level, right? I just put him like this right there is, you know, right along the, the, the median average of NFL quarterbacks. I think there may be a one and done if they do go to the playoffs, but I'm talking about the product, man. The fact that the Saints so decimated, we can't allow teams to come out here looking like that. Man, to me, that was a bad look for the league. Well, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I know, here, I know. but I can't, but I, I can't help. And I, I read this column uh, the other day, not related to the NFL, but related to COVID saying that um, the possibility, the Omicron uh, being more contagious, but less severe when it comes to symptoms and deaths and hospitalizations um, is something that should be celebrated. That was the point of uh, the, the column is that we are inching toward Maybe even more than inching uh, toward an endemic, not a pandemic, but an I endemic. Got I got you. Uh, the COVID may go endemic soon, and 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 I've seen timelines as far as twenty twenty four. I mean, it it depends how you define endemic because I tweeted that last week as far as how the NFL uh, is now uh, adapting their protocols, basically saying that if they're right and they're not testing the way that they were testing daily. Uh, for unvaccinated guys, even daily for everybody going back a year, it's because they're not as afraid of this variant as they've been previously. And I said, we could be endemic. And I got a couple of replies that said, we're already endemic. We've been endemic the whole time. And I don't mean to do it in that voice. I'm just, yeah. you know, that's but I get what comes saying, up in my man. head when I read some tweets <laughs> on Twitter. You know, that's just how it happens. Um, but, I, I, you know, and I also think that there's not enough. There's not enough. um leeway or not enough um understanding of i'm trying to just do uh, like we're, we're learning as we go along right when this yeah, first hit 
we were putting, we were throwing people on ventilators, right? And then afterward, mm-hmm. they said we, we shouldn't have done that as much as we did that early on because that was actually counterproductive. I mean, when, when a new thing kind of sweeps the globe like this, has you, you figure out what it is and what it has, and the virus itself morphs and mutates and all that stuff. Humility, patience, throw there them all go. out in the chat there. <laughs> there patience, go, patience dude. is a good one. Nobody's got patience. I'm talking nope. about Tom, no. Tom Self, our producer, who's just throwing words into the chat now, trying to help me out as I was stuck for a word. <laughs> well, pa- but patience but look, is something look, that the world needed, man. We back need to football. Patience. Back to football. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but there is a strong possibility that in 2022. I'll, let me let me phrase it this way. Perhaps 2022 will look more like 2019 than 2020 really? or 2021. Well, that is the hope from an NFL standpoint. Good, that is a good deal because, again, just like I referenced this past Monday night game, man, like we the Saints did not look like a like a competitive team. I'm sorry, man. And yeah, I, I know they had a young quarterback in book, but at the end of the day. The defense couldn't do enough to keep them in that game. I, you know, I think if they had a capable quarterback, maybe Miami, um, maybe maybe Miami loses that game. Well, the other part of this, and we were supposed to do this on uh, game day morning. This was my note for the notebook on game day morning on Sunday, and it got killed because we were a little heavy. That happens a lot. <laughs> yes. um, and I was going to talk. My report was going to be that the Saints really didn't practice the way you're supposed to practice because of COVID. So it wasn't only a roster shortage. Ian Book did not get the kind of prep. Most of his preparation was mental, right? Which you need. there's a mental element, but when you're a rookie quarterback making your first start, there's got to be a physical element. Yeah, you need that. You need reps, man. You hear me talk about it all the time, Gigi. Two ways to program this human organism we live in, man. That's the first five to seven years of your life. That's when you're learning the foundation of what's going on. And practice, reps. 25,000 reps for the most part to create a habit. So at the end of the day, to, to hear that Ian Book didn't get the practice time because of COVID again. That's COVID again, rearing, rearing its ugly head. But to your point, hopefully we get back to the way things used to be. Yeah, and and I, you know, I was completely away from COVID and now towards football. I, I, I want to know what the Saints are going to do from a quarterback standpoint because you had a little sliver of Jameis Winston as your unquestioned starter. Um, you saw some good things. You saw some bad things. I mean, I, to me, I still don't. When I look at what he did, I don't. I don't think that that. If I had to make a call, Jameis Winston, or let's go out and try and trade for a guy, or let's make a move in the draft. I don't know that I've seen enough from Jameis Winston to say let's shun the possibility of everything else and let's dive in headfirst with this guy in 2022. Injury concerns aside, and recovery aside, you tell me. I think we just used the word patience, man. Talked about it. I think if they just sit and wait a little bit, knowing that they can rehab Jameis Winston, they can probably be the leader in the clubhouse for him coming back to be their quarterback. And I think Sean Payton can manage him and win games with him. And you just wait and see what else comes out there on the market. Because if a Teddy Bridgewater (laughs) comes back out on the market, I mean, mean, it could happen. They had him once. But they had him once. I mean, different circumstances, man. Different circumstances, Jeezy. I think this time around, they possibly can get him for cheaper. And I think they would win games uh, with him while they wait on that young franchise guy. Because at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to fall into one of the top guys in this year's draft to a lot of people. And probably aren't many. So at the end of the day, I think they could win with Jameis Winston if they needed to. Yeah, I, I, as far as this draft goes, there are some guys that are intriguing, and Carson Strong from Nevada, who um, bailed on the bowl game, 
And that Nevada team was nowhere near what it was with him offensively this year. Um, I thought that that was a good indication for what he meant and what he can do from a quarterback standpoint. Now, they also had a head coach change. So uh, these, these bowl games are just out of control. I mean, you, oh, you go Nevada, into these games. right? I saw that on TV yeah. the other day. So, look, They're, the yes. acting head coach yeah. used to be one of my backups on practice squad in Seattle. That's awesome. time, man. Yeah, that's my dog. I mean, I, that's my dog. So yeah. I love Listen, I knew nothing about that guy before that game, but watching him on the sideline, I love that guy. He's got energy. <laughs> and he he, he came out he came out hot. Nevada was playing well and he was he had a great look about him. And then I think about midway through the first quarter, or late in the first he, it, it, it turned into like deer in the headlights a little yes. bit, right? Like <laughs> and, and again, he was without his quarterback. The guy they had playing uh, uh I forget his first name, Cox. Six foot nine, I think he was, right? You ever see a yeah, quarterback six huge. foot nine? You can't be that big and play the position. You should be playing, I don't know, power forward or something like that. I mean, that's, <laughs> hey, right, we, right. we are way we off. Where do you want to go? You, you call get, it. You let's, call get back, let's get back to the NFL football. All right, playoffs. All right, we, you know, we talked a little bit Miami. We talked a little bit Saints. All right, Cardinals, Cowboys, man. You, what's going on with the, What's going on with the Cardinals, man? Yeah, uh, my understanding coming into the season was this was very much a uh, uh, make or break, put up or shut up. I'm struggling for words again, Tom Self, but a a, a <laughs> prove it, prove it year. Uh, maybe yeah, that's go. it. There's still another word that's escaping me for Cliff Kingsbury um, as a head coach, and I believe that that was communicated to him in so many words that you know you can't, especially after their meltdown last year, late in the season where they were just in prime position for a playoff spot and then lost two games in a row at the end there. Um, they might be doing it again. They might be doing yeah. it again. And I'm, I'm just to be the last def- undefeated team standing. Right. And now you get to a point where, you know, you're going to make the playoffs. It seems, I mean, you could stumble into the playoffs uh, unless I'm missing something here, but um, I, they may have to consider, you know, and, and listen, maybe they push it off and say, okay, we find it hard to say you're fired because of how good it, it was to start and you still made the postseason and there's still a lot of potential here. But um, 2022 could be the year where the, he's going to have to prove it. Cliff's going to have to prove it. And Kyler Murray's, gonna, you know, do you do an extension or do you just wait and let these guys kind of play it out a little bit? I mean, I think Cliff was kind of posturing for an extension, but yeah. uh, the way that this is going, you listen, not every. Not every team's going to win the Super Bowl. We know that, right? One team gets to be happy every single year. And when you're playing in a division as tough as the NFC West was this year, you kind of grade a little bit on a curve, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But that being said, the thing that can get you fired in this league, even if you're successful, is when history starts to repeat itself, right? When it just looks the same and an owner says – well, this is just who we're going to be, right? We're going to win a lot of regular season games, but we're not going to really have that. Good. We're not going to end on a high note, and we're not mm-hmm. going to really play our best football into the playoffs, and we're not going to win the postseason. So I think it's a dangerous precedent potentially being set right now, and and the, the Cardinals got to turn on a dime here um, to really make a statement to ownership, I they think. Do. They, they do, Jeezy. For me, though, and I know I, I do place some, some of the blame on, on Coach Kingsbury. But I'm looking squarely at Kyler Murray, man. Uh, guy was an MVP candidate earlier in the season, you know, missed a few games. Uh, now I'm starting to see him kind of look at the rush a little bit more. And I I don't know. I, you know, I know some guys in the locker room, and, 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 you know, nobody said anything crazy about Kyler or anything like that. But you just wonder. I just wonder really, truly what his connection is with guys in that locker room, man. I just wonder, Jeezy, because, like, like for instance – 
um, Hopkins, right? When he went down, when he bounced, right? Now A.J. Green is kind of the number one guy. And just look at the moments during this season when Kyler Murray is trying to get the ball to A.J. Green. You know, you look at the end of that Packers game, pick. Uh, you look at um, uh, the Detroit game, he tried to get it to him, pick, and then you see Kyler, like, motioning to him, like, dude, come back to the ball, come back, come back to the ball. I can't sit here and say when I look at A.J. Green's history that he doesn't have any dog in him. You know what I'm saying? Got him put up all pro seasons, right? And so it just makes me wonder, man, just about the connection part of it. You hear me talk about it all the time. Part of playing quarterback on any level is public relations. You got to be able to hang with everybody. You got to be able to be around everybody. And I'm again, I don't know whether Kyler Murray does that. I'm just saying, guys, I talk to what I see on the field just makes you wonder about their individual relationships. That's all I'm saying, man. And I agree with you. They aren't finishing fat. They aren't finishing right. And uh, yeah, I could see them being a one and done, which is a damn shame. Yeah. I, you talk about him looking at the rush. I know he doesn't like to get hit. I know that the physical element was a big part of what he went through his first couple of seasons. And, um, you know, I, it, 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 to, to the point where I had people privately saying, you know, you don't get hit as much in baseball, right? Very rarely. And 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 he's he alluded to it coming into this offseason or coming into the season at some point in the offseason about how, you know, he still kind of has – yeah, a love of baseball or however I'm paraphrasing, but it was yeah led, led to a lot of raised eyebrows. Like, wait a second, is this guy going? You know, do so you, um, do you think if like if he had like two or three more seasons that are kind of up and down, but never really do anything in the postseason or whatever? Do you think that's something that's in this kid's future possibly? Uh, I think baseball is always kind of hanging out there. With really, him. I do. I think it's always kind. Yeah, I think he. I think he loves it. Um, I think he's made it clear that he does and. You know, he's committed to football now, but when you're the team, he's now eligible for a contract extension having completed his third year. What are you going to do? What is he going to do? You know, what's going to happen with the coach? Is he going to get extended? I mean, there's a lot of of moving parts there that, you know, we're going to have to watch this offseason to see where it goes. Uh, You mentioned the Cowboys is the other end of this. Um, What's impressing you the most – Oh. With Dallas, I mean, Micah Parsons is up there, obviously. But uh, you know, hit Baller. me, hit me with your because we we were talking about the Cowboys in a slump, and I mean that was a world class thumping that they gave the other night. <laughs> oh my goodness, man, that was an ass kicking. I love it. I can say, yeah, I can say that. It's our podcast. They whipped, man. They beat the hell out of them boys, man. Like it, it was, it wasn't even close. The game was over at halftime. Look, Dallas is healthy. Guys are coming back, and I think their talent is starting to show. They're ascending at the right time. Uh, they were they managed to actually win four games in a row with Dak Prescott not looking uh, fantastic at all, which I think is a good thing because at the end of the day, I don't think Dak Prescott is going to look bad um, mm-hmm. more often than he's going to look not bad. You know what I'm saying? So I think the Cowboys are in a good spot, man. Th- their thing now is the hype, the hype train. Right. Everybody's going to be talking about them. The hype now is a bunch of media that's going to always be around. People are going to be putting them into conversations with the Packers and guys like that. I think if if they don't read the newspaper clippings, they just put their head down and go. I think they'll be one of the final teams standing. If not, the old Cowboys may show up in the playoffs, man. Yeah, I mean, you play for the Cowboys, you coach for the Cowboys, you pretty much accept that hype is going to be a big part of what happens with you, period, no matter what you're doing. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We talked about this on Good Morning Football Weekend a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think it was before they kind of hit their lull. It was a – oh, I, I know what it was because we were talking about uh, when they were playing the Chiefs, who, who's more likely to be a Super Bowl contender, Kansas City or, or Dallas. Mm-hmm. And my point was, and my point still stands, we, we emphasize experience in the playoffs a lot when we talk about the, the postseason. Sometimes inexperience can be a good thing for you. I go back to that Eagles team a couple of years ago. Yes, they had experienced guys on there. Chris Long had won a Super Bowl – I'm blanking. Some other guys had gone deep into the postseason, but sometimes what you don't know is a good thing, right? And and you play with that kind of youthful arrogance and confidence, and you know perhaps that could work uh, in the Cowboys' favor a little bit. Um, we'll see. Uh, you know, and they Dak's been around. They've had guys who have played playoff games. It's not to say that they haven't, but it, they haven't been that team that's really made that push deep into January. Yeah. So perhaps. Uh, that could be the case this year. We shall see. They are an interesting team. Uh, one other one. Just give me the give me the NFC dark horse. Give me a because I'm looking at San Francisco and Philadelphia, two teams with running games. We know that travels in the postseason. If I said to you, who's the dangerous team that could? Uh, who who do you not want to see if you're one of the top seeds and they're coming in into the, your building in the NFC? A team in the NFC. Home. Yeah, I mean, if, and it, there may not be one. There may not be one. I mean, I listen, you, you having to prepare for what San Francisco does, I'm sure, yes. is a headache. You know, and if it's a cold, blustery day, certainly not in Tampa, but maybe in Green Bay, that's a team that could go in and win on a day like that. So maybe that's a headache. But maybe maybe you say, you know what, they're still not complete enough to be a threat. You tell me. You know, a team that's like that. And and I think they're sitting. Let me look. I think they're sitting at seven right now. It's the Eagles, man. Yeah. Yep. They're a team that I think, yeah, they could play one of the top seeds and lose by 20 points. You know, but they also could play one of the top seeds and run the hell out of the football, run it right down their throat. Jalen Hurts' ability to be unpredictable. Like to me, I look at in in, in playoff games and in championship moments and stuff like that. I always go back to the greatest coach that's coaching that ever coached, I think, uh, pro football, which is Bill Belichick. Right. What gives him issues? The issues are always the unpredictability of certain players, right? Whether it's the Wildcat offense, whether it's Colin Kaepernick, whether it's Cam Newton who has a good record against him, whatever the case may be, it's the unpredictability. To me, Jalen Hurts presents that. 
He is uh, capable enough in the passing game. And I think what we're seeing out of these wideouts, especially that kid, uh, Devontae Smith, man, I didn't think he was going to be this good, man. He is like he's to me, he's Marvin Harrison, uh, but j- just a little bit faster. Um, he's showing up. This run game is showing up and they have to me the best run blocking offensive line in the NFL. So to me, the Eagles would be the team that I wouldn't want to play if I was a top seed. bro. Yeah. Um, Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator, yeah. uh, talked today. Um, today being Tuesday, but um, I don't know when you're listening to this, but he talked and was asked about, you know, running the football. I mean, they, they're number one in rushing attempts, 32nd in passing attempts. Um, and I know that a lot of Eagles fans have been frustrated when they're not playing well early game, early in games because they're trying to throw the football. The fact of the matter is, like, the other the defense has has film. They watch film, yes. right? So they know what you do, and they're going to come into a game and say, we're not going to let you run all over us. So you're going to see eight and nine minutes. So you have to throw to loosen it up, right? I mean, that's just – Yes, that's part of it, man. That's yeah, part of it. It just frustrates you know, me when people though. say that. What's that? You know how fans get down, though. They think you run the ball for, right. you know, 200-something right. and then game. they But then they say, you know, late in the game, then the team starts to run the ball because, yeah, maybe things have loosened up a little bit, right? And and they oh, go, guys you see, hurting. I told you. Huh? <laughs> or guys are hurting. Guys on defense are just getting beat up. That happens, right, too, right. throughout so, the course of the game. Right. Anyway, um, so, yeah, but he uh, – um, Steichen talked about that today, asked about it, and said, uh, you know, if it's a day weather-wise, because the question was, hey, we're getting into that time of year where you run the football. And I think we oversimplify that, right? We say, oh, it's going to be cold, so you're going to run the football. You can still throw the football if it's cold. But if it's cold plus wind plus precipitation, then you got problems. Then you want to have the kind of game that New England had where the winds were uh, out of control. Uh, hold, Hold up, though. Don't talk about New England without saying how they got that ass whipped. But my Buffalo Bills, man, they look good. They look good, Jeezy. Come right, on, see, I, dog. I you got to give credit what credit due, man. I, we weren't even in the AFC yet. I'm not I knocking know, your I'm bills, but I gave you an opening and you took it. So go ahead. Like a running back spotting that hole, go for it. <laughs> now, you know, I like the zone scheme, man. I saw the inside. He got one. Plant that foot and go. Yeah. <laughs> Check this out, man. Look, if, if Josh Allen plays like that, if he is the best player on the field, which he has the ability to be in every single game that they're playing, Buffalo can't be beat. Buffalo win a Super Bowl. They will. But it's when he tries to do too much. It's when um, he tries too hard sometimes. That's when they get in trouble. Man, look, I, I think they got their mojo back, uh, Jeezy. Um, I still would like them to run the ball with running backs a little bit more, but hey. They're winning games. I can't get mad at it. And I hope our network sends me up there to jump off a table. I got or jump through a table. I got to do it. We have not seen a team have its mojo for an entire season. I mean, the 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 New England Patriots of 2007, even they ran out of mojo, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the 72 Dolphins, we can go all the way back there, but that was a 14-game season. The point is, through a 17-game season plus playoffs, really hard to maintain that mojo the entire time. So for a Bills team to have a lull, I think I'd take it when they had their lull, right? Far get get off to a fast start. Yep. Win the have game. Have that early. lull in in November and then come back and find that mojo again when it really matters. So that's what we could be seeing with the Bills and now we're back to talking about the Bills like we were talking about the Bills a couple of months ago. So that's exciting, Mike Rob. Uh the Chiefs um Bengals, you know, Chiefs Bengals that game. That's where you. That's where you were going. Sure, you going? Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
This Bengals team is really interesting to me. Um, and, and that's the game I – listen, we well, – I guess we didn't have good morning football weekend. What did we – where did I talk about it? I was talking about – gosh. Oh, I was I was on regular good morning football. Yes. Uh, that's what it was. We both and we were talking about this Bengals team. And I said <laughs> – Oh, that, the question was, who is the most intriguing AFC North team? And I said, the Bengals are. Because that game against Baltimore the first time around, we saw that dominance. And we saw that offensive dominance. I mean, defense has been really good, not getting enough credit. I still believe that. Yep. But we saw that offensive dominance early in the season, and it just erupted. on. And I said, that team is lurking there. Now, granted, they were going up against a absolutely decimated Baltimore secondary. right? So that's why it just went out of control like it did. Um, but there is an element of explosiveness there with the Bengals, and we saw it again. And that, to me, is what makes it intriguing. I, I love the Bengals, man. I, I like their three wide receivers. I mean, these guys, and I, I may get into it more uh, on, on one of the shows or whatever, but, I mean, they literally can do anything. You got Jamar Chase. He's the speed guy. He's the guy that dictates coverage on the backside of a three-by-one formation. T. Higgins, the big body guy, a 50-50 throw-the-ball-up guy in the big red zone target. Tyler Boyd, he, he's the guy that rules the slide inside the hash. It's like they have they, – I mean, they just have a basketball uh, – Coach um, uh, Billick, you say it all the time, a basketball uh, roster of, of of wide receivers, right? They got any any type of guy that you want. And then you got Joe Mixon. I still think this offense needs to go through Joe Mixon, though. I, I, I really do. I still do. And I do think for me to truly believe in them – I like them right now, but they're still young – but for me to truly believe in them, they got to do it with some consistency. I mean, you look at what weeks, uh, what, 13, 14, two bad losses, one to the Chargers, 22 to 41, and then one to the Niners, uh, t- uh, about three, 23, 26. So if they can, I mean, they're supposed to win games like that if they want to take that next step. Um, but this is an interesting game against Kansas City this, this week. Uh, I think that they can shock the football world by going up in there and, and beating up on Spagnola's defense and and battling with uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think they have the ability to do it. It's all about being able to do it in the moment. And we're going to see. Um, this young group got to come together. Uh, yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. And uh, Kansas City really has been just um, – you know, taking care of business and yes, they have. winning the games they're supposed to win and, and and winning them handily outside of that that Chargers game that they had to win uh, in, in overtime. But uh, the, the fact that they have absolutely played teams that you wouldn't have expected them in this recent stretch from their bye. I mean, if you look at the schedule, you say, all right, well, I'll probably win maybe three out of four, maybe two and two. But to do it 4-0 and oh and to do it as handily as they have, now granted three of those games were at home, uh, and now they close it out with uh, two straight road games, which is interesting. I don't know how many teams are facing that. Um, you know, it's it's I, I to me, if they get the buy and they're playing at home, um, this is a team that I, I'd still have to say that they're going to come out of the, to the, of the AFC. Now, I know you like your, your bills. Come I know on, you do. Man. If Josh well, Allen, if Josh Allen plays like we've seen him play, like it, it, and just takes over the game, because at the end of the day, I still think Andy Reid is. I don't want to say this because I know I'm going to get killed, but so what? I still think Andy Reid is a little nervous when he sees Josh Allen across the field. I, I, I just do, man. That dude is well, a of course. strong arm. You see some of those throws. Did you see some of those throws that Josh crazy. Allen made on Sunday? Crazy, man. I mean, <laughs> windows that weren't even small windows. They were like non-existent windows, right? I mean, he created like, the window. Let's say that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean – he threw with confidence, right? Mm-hmm. He he threw like he knew 
that ball was going to be completed, right? And there's a difference between, you know, calculating it in your head and saying, well, this has got a shot. And just the way that he threw it, it looked like he knew this is like the, the you ever see the commercial with the probability in the, for the yeah. next gen stats? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you probably had the next gen probability and then you probably had the one for him, for him. which was like, 90% versus 15% on some of those windows, right? Well, well, because, and I think I've heard him talk about this. He talks about visualizing. He visualizes a lot of passes. He visualizes himself doing this. Again, Jesus, the same thing I talk about. You visualize it first, then all of a sudden you put in the work and then it starts to manifest in real life. Exactly how it went on in your brain, man. That's manifested with conscious creators. Don't get me started, Jesus. Hey, look, before we before we go, I know we're about to go, but before we go, I got to ask you one thing because we were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. Will Eric B. Enemy get a coaching job in this coaching cycle? Like, will he? I know Byron Leftwich getting, you know, getting interviewed, but I just really can we get some guys getting at least looked at? I mean, he's going to get looked at. That's for yeah. sure. Um, is he going to get a job? I'll, I'll say probably not. I mean, just based on on you know, but but listen, I mean, when you think based on what, based on recent history, right? I mean, that's what I'm going by. Um, but to, but that's BS though, man. Like the NFL can't possibly think that players don't see that BS, man. Like, come on. Well, straight out of the gate, the Jaguars have put in requests. When you say some guys, I mean, you're talking about minority candidates. Yeah, that's exactly that's what I'm saying. I'm speaking Jim Caldwell. I, to me, Jim Caldwell is the stunner of all stunners. And I'm going to stall while I look up his career record because I he love doing this. He shouldn't have got fired this from Detroit, my, man. This is, my, this is my favorite. Okay, so his career record is 62 and 50, right? 62 uh-huh. and 50, which is good in and of itself. One of those years was a 2 and 14 year when Peyton Manning was out with a neck issue. You take away the 2 and 14, he is 60 and 36. Ooh. 60 and 36. Now, and he's and how long has he been not coaching? Not, a, not 2017, 2017 when he went 9 and 7 with the Detroit Lions was his last year and Detroit couldn't wait with its new general manager to fire him so they could bring in Matt Patricia. 60 and 36 and this man was without a job in a league where guys are coming in and going 6 and 10 or 6 exactly. and 11 whatever it is now and, and and maintaining their jobs and Hugh Jackson's 1 and 31 in 2 years and and I just <laughs> I, I, and, and now look, I know that there are reporters and we've had this discussion privately and I'm not going to name them mm-hmm. when they say, well, yeah, but you have no idea how disorganized it was there. And he's not a great head coach, even though he, and I go, it doesn't matter what you're going to tell me about what you, because people hear stuff from sources. I know this mm-hmm. is, it's reporter bias. You hear it from a source and it gets in your head. And and you believe that to be the the utmost truth, the truth okay? Yeah. And so you'll and those people and and I'll say, I have no doubt that you are hearing things that you believe to be true, and your source believes to be true, and maybe there is an element of truth to it. But in the end, this is a gentleman who was sixty they and thirty six <laughs> as a head coach, games. <laughs> yeah, man. and was fired. After a nine and seven. Now, the other thing, too, is when I say, well, when Peyton Manning was gone, he was two and 14. They go, well, if that's the case, when he was 14 and two, two years before that, that was because of Peyton Manning. Uh, oh, OK, fine. Right. Oh, Whatever. Man. Peyton Manning was there, but he still won games and went to a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, like, you yeah. know, what are, what are we doing here? 
What are we doing? And nine and seven with the Detroit with the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. Nine and, and seven. Yes, and That's yes, like any- winning a Super Bowl. That's the equivalent. <laughs> Oh Jesus! That's, anyway. a drop, that's a drop the mic moment right there. Bro. So let's drop the mic and and right, and hope man. that people, <laughs> owners, make smarter decisions because I think some of these hiring practices in this league are some of the most head scratching. I mean, and, and and Shad Khan coming off Urban Meyer, not surprising that a lot of the people that he's interviewing have head coaching experience. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't be shocked if they hired a. Uh, uh, someone who has been a head coach before, but we'll see. Do, do, hold on, one last thing. I'm sorry, man. It was just and this is an interesting conversation. Uh, in all your you know studies and investigating, do 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 these uh, general managers that are looking for head coaches like do they ever speak to players that are on the team like to talk about locker room dynamics or anything? Do they ever try to get a player's input? Like like so in, in the case of Eric Bieniemy, yeah, um, yeah. Well, a lot of times it's a it's somebody re- like Aaron Rodgers reached out on behalf of Nathaniel Hackett Nathaniel last year. Hackett. I forget, maybe yeah. was it to Jacksonville, but it was, it was it was, yeah. But not enough of like let me. They'll talk to people in the building, but not enough mm. of people talking to the players in the locker room. There's not enough mm. of that. There probably should be. Um, that's a it's a good question. It's a good point. It's something that owners probably should do more of. Yeah. All right, man. All right, man. This was awesome, Jesus. We need to do this more yeah. often. We do it every week. Yeah. And and we'll see you on Saturday on Good Morning Football Weekend, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, re, uh, replaying again at 9 o'clock Pacific. So uh, check us out there. That'll do it for this episode of Total Access, The Locker Room. For more insight with a locker room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.